Rugby on Off The Ball. With Vodafone, official sponsors of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. History has been made. This is Off The Ball Saturday on News Talk. We have beaten New Zealand for the first ever time on New Zealand soil. Ireland have won the second test by 23 points to 12 in Dunedin. Andrew Porter scored an early try. New Zealand were totally undisciplined in the first half. They were given two yellow cards before Angus Tavo was sent off. Bowden Barrett's try cut the gap to 10-7 at the break for Ireland. James Ryan was in the bin for the early stage of the second half, but Ireland completely dominated the game in the second half. And Andrew Porter scored his second try, his fourth international try on 49 minutes. Johnny Sexton kicked the conversion of further two penalties to give Ireland the cushion for a famous win. Will Jordan with a consolation try for the All Blacks. Sexton hobbled off towards the end. We'll see how he is. So the series tied at one game apiece now, one win apiece going into the decider in Wellington next Saturday morning. Let's go to the other side of the world and speak to the former Irish international, Alan Quinlan. Quinny, yes, what a day. Unbelievable, John. Yeah, it was incredible. I think uh, it was pretty chaotic in that first half. Um, the yellow card and Fanga Nuku, first of all, could have been a red. Then the Tunga Fassi got a yellow card. And then you had the Angus Tavo getting, getting the red card. And uh, Ireland were brilliant. I think they started the game so well. Andrew Porter's first try, um, the penalty from Sexton. I think they were in a great position. And, uh, you know, when they had that numerical advantage, you thought they were going to kick on. New Zealand defended incredibly well. And uh, unbelievably, they go up the field and they score a try from Bowden Barrett just before half time. And you think it's a big psychological blow, but Ireland were just immense what they did in the second half, the start of that second half. James Ryan was in the bin. And uh, 14 men apiece. Um, Andrew Porter gets his second try. I, I just thought it was it's incredible. It's it's surreal here. Players have just gone off the field. Um, some of the New Zealand players are out doing fitness. Uh, the, the extra squad players and some of the bench. Um, and there was just a, an eerie silence throughout that second half. And, and, you know, Ireland were just fantastic. They produced one of the, probably the greatest ever it's probably the greatest ever victory for, for Ireland because they've never won here. And, uh, the Irish people are singing afterwards, um, came together, the players stayed down on the field for a little while. It was just, it just had that feel of something really special. Uh, who knows what's going to happen next week? There'll probably be an angry reaction, but we've got to enjoy this now. And uh, these players, you know, I just was thinking their CVs are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, there's so many of these guys who won four times now against New Zealand. I think um, obviously the CV is um, the World Cups have been disappointing for Ireland, but here and now this is just a really, really, really big win for Ireland. I'm thinking, Quinny, of all the tours back to 1976 and the amateur tours, and Dunedin is like in the South Island. It's very near the Antarctic. It really is the other side of the world. It's the end of the world, and the power of modern technology to be able to speak to you now um, in Dunedin at the uh, the stadium, like you know, to be an Irish person, Quinny. And there was a time, John, when I was down here on a touring and uh, you wouldn't know anything about Dad or Romy or anything turning it off and you could, and making phone calls back to Ireland. You'd have a, a fairly hefty bill when you get back home. But yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, you know, I, I just think that um, what happened here was just something special. It's still, it's, it's only 15 minutes ago since the whistle went and it's just hard to believe. And, I, I, you know, I... I you have to take your hat off to Ireland because their their backs were to the wall, and, and we we spoke about it yesterday. The pressure that they were facing, um, 
there was going to be there was a trophy presentation set up here to for you know New Zealand were anticipating winning the series. I don't kind of think they were getting cocky and ahead of themselves. They had to kind of prepare for that anyway. Um, but the likelihood was they were going to get better from last week. I always thought Ireland would get better, but I just think the courage they showed, the tenacity, um, you know, lots, and and they're mentally strong. Um, I'm just taking it for what it is now. It's it's incredible. No Irish team has ever done it here in New Zealand soil, and a lot of good players have played here over the years. I was on a couple of tours here, and uh, I played in 02, didn't play in 06 or 08. Um, and, uh, you know, we didn't get a, a win in those three tours that I was on. And, um, you know, a lot of great, great players have, have never got a chance to beat New Zealand here. We came close a few times. And 20 years ago in, in, in the old Carras book, The House of Pain, um, that was a game that I thought we, we, we nearly won. We ended up losing 15-6. But look, there's been a few close ones. But um, I just thought the response from last week was, was incredible. And... Uh, you know, they've got to get great great credit for that. Um, no matter what happens next week, I think, you know, initially when I went down onto the field, you could kind of sense that they didn't want to get too excited because they want to try and go and win a series next week to back it up and get a win here. Well, that's a different kettle of fish. We'll talk about that during the week. But they deserve just huge credit for what they've done here tonight. And they, they quite the crowd and they started the game absolutely brilliantly again. A proud day for the players, uh, the management staff, the coaching staff. Proud day for the country, Quinny. Great day for Irish sport. Our rugby coverage, as always, folks, thanks to Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team, team of us, everyone in. Let's unpack the game, Quinny, because like last week, we started brilliantly. Andrew Porter with a try in the very first few minutes. Yeah, and that was the key. I think they had to get that self-belief and instill it in themselves again. Um, I was at a couple of training sessions during the week, the captain's run, I said this to you. They looked like they were really up for this and you know I suppose the glass was half full last week it wasn't one of those games even though they were comp- the scoreline was big um, it was that period just before half time last week the game just got away from but I thought they responded incredibly well and, and that has obviously helped them this week because it's given them the belief that if they hold on to the ball and if they you know execute well that they can't create problems for New Zealand and collectively, they were just on the money tonight, right from the word go. I think if they had lost this game, you would certainly be in questioning the period where, at one stage, I think it was around 12 or 13 minutes that um, New Zealand were down to 13 men and Ireland didn't score. I think that, you know, you were thinking, is that going to come back to bite them? But um, their lineup was so much better. Their scrum, they were the ones getting scrum penalties tonight. They were pinching a few lineouts. Um, their defence, they were forcing New Zealand into making mistakes some uncharacteristic errors but a lot of that was down to the pressure that the Ireland players were putting on New Zealand players and uh, you know they manned up physically and I think they deserve great credit for that um, just an immense effort from from everyone and you know at one stage uh, nearly you know 65th minute or was 60 or 65th and I'm not sure exactly I'm just after jumping off commentary but you know Keane Healy's coming on Finlay Bealham Rob Herring is already on um, next scrum they get a penalty for Ireland so that's exactly what you want is an impact for you, from your bench and um, Caelan Doris at one stage a tap tackle in the second half big big moment but they created a lot of big moments tonight John and I just thought they were accurate and the lines are running the passing Sexton had a brilliant game as well as had Gibson Park as well you know when you win a game like this you're going right across the board and you're saying 
Um, all, everyone contributed, and you have to get that type of level of performance from all your players to get to do the unthinkable, really, because nobody really deep down could back them and say, "Oh, you know, you'll guarantee a win here." It was, it was. I really thought, and a lot of people thought, we all thought that they would be better, but still thought it was a very, very tall order. But you know, no matter what happens next week, as I said, we can take this away from this group of players, and you know, it'll do them the world of good in their build-up to the to the you know to the World Cup next year. And uh, I love Andy Farrell's attitude. You know, yesterday he wants to, he, he I keep hashing over this point. He said, "I want to see if my players got the stomach for this." And I tell you one thing: they showed they had the stomach for it tonight, and uh, they rolled their luck a little bit. They got the bounce of the ball, but. If you look at the energy and the intensity and watch back in the game, they they were on a tight Ireland and uh, they just put so much pressure on New Zealand yeah. and they forced them into mistakes and errors. And then when they had the ball themselves, they were very decisive about what they wanted to do. Yeah, like Farrell after the game was brilliant because he was very grounded and he was already talking about winning the series. He wasn't you know, popping the champagne corks. But like you, you're going to New Zealand, Quinny, and then you got to face sometimes. Well, like Yako Piper obviously is an independent referee and like he's a man of integrity, obviously. But there's a hometown um, aspect to it. Like Lester uh, Fainga Anaku was only given a yellow for he came off his feet like a wrestler and clattered into Mac Hansen. Then there was a, an opportunity for a penalty try, which Gary Ringrose. Uh, was tackled without the ball and um, we didn't get the penalty try and that was even before the red card yeah um, look I thought I thought uh, Fanga Nuku won I thought that was a red card um, it was reckless he was flying through the air and if you go back to Cape Town in 2016 you remember the CJ Stander one um, earlier in that game Matthew Reynal gave him a red card for something similar Um they mitigated it a little bit when they said there was some contact with the chest, but I thought Matt Canton was right kind of below us in commentary. He received a, a very, very big blow into the face, and I thought it was a red card. Um, it was a yellow. They had to dust themselves down. They kept going. Um, you know, they got another yellow and then a red after that as well uh, for the Angus to, to have and one. You, you, you couldn't Gary argue Ringo, with the red, Quinny. No, you couldn't argue with that one. I think you could, um, even New Zealand commentary afterwards saying, look, and I just think I fell for Angus Davo. I thought Anga Nukus was reckless. And it was one of those ones where he's got to be much more careful than that. I think Gary Ringo steps back a little bit, a little switch play. And uh, Angus Davo, there's no intent there. It's head on head, but he's much too high. And that's the way the modern game has gone. You've got to, your responsibility is the tackler. And, it really damaged them. And in fairness, look, I, I, I thought I still was very, very nervous, um, and particularly with that Bowden Barrett try before halftime. But so I thought Ireland showed a lot of steel and resilience and composure to come out in the second half. They obviously dusted themselves down, um, you know, and, and really kind of um, sorted what they wanted to do in the second half. And as I said to you a minute ago, James Ryan was in the bin and they, they, they score a try with Porter again. And I think that just gave them a a big, big lift. And I think Ireland will look back at certain opportunities that they had in the game, certain, you know, a couple of lineouts that went awry, a couple of penalties they gave away. I'm sure New Zealand will look at loads of stuff there, the knock-ons in particular, but um, it just, it was a brilliant, brilliant performance, I think. And yeah. they were going right to the end. And I think Sex, if Sexton doesn't get the knock, he probably wants to stay on for the whole game. But um, the bench made a real big impact as well. 
Yeah, and also just bizarre things happening where uh, Surveya was still on the pitch. Uh, they'd 15 on the pitch at one stage. Then New Zealand realised that actually Surveya had to go off and there was their incorrect call. Then there's an argument as well that from an uncontested scrums point of view that they only should have had 12 players on the pitch. It just seems like the officiating was completely... It was almost as uh, undisciplined as New Zealand's performance. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to check that when I look back at it, John, because it's difficult when you're doing yeah. the active kind of commentary. I don't know if they have to go down to 12. I need to check that. Um but I do think that anger, um, when 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 they had to bring on the the prop um, for uh, Tuinga Fasa was off obviously, and then Angus Tavo gets sent off, so they've got to bring on another prop and they've got to take off a back row. Um, Ardi Savi was the last back row taken off when when Tuinga Fasa came back on, and he had to stay off. So I think that was a mistake. I think if they had a choice, they would have taken off Sam Kane. Um, Ardi Savea is an incredible player and uh, so I think they made a mistake then um, we need to check that afterwards yeah. I think can they go down to 12 players but um, I'm, I need to clarify that but um, the uncontested scrum they 13 players in the field and Ireland kind of knocked the ball on the day with James Lowe and they got a little bit lateral there and you just think God they're making a lot of mistakes here now and they're not kind of hammering that killer blow that they need to and get that score to take it to 17-0 um, but, you know, he, there was a lot of penalties against both sides. But I think Jacob Piper stayed pretty calm tonight. I think Ireland were frustrated last week with some of the decisions. That could turn uh, turn on its head and be the opposite next week. And New Zealand could get some decisions. So it's uh, it was it felt just crazy during that period of time. Um, and particularly with Ireland not scoring when they had a lot of opportunities. The Gary Ringrose one, I don't think any was catching him. Um, and it could have been a penalty try as well but um, anyway Ireland won't mind at this stage they have that, no. that win and, and uh, notched on, on, on their belts and uh, yeah and as uh, as maybe as sloppy as we were at times in the first half Quinny we were very very controlled in that second half like we dominated the second half yeah I think that was the key the start after half time and uh, the way Ireland came out they were very very controlled their passing was very very accurate Um they look at some situations where they got turned over when they when they created. They got to multi-phase. And, uh, but look, you're not going to get anything easy from New Zealand. Um, you know, Sebu Reese had a couple of big, big turnovers, big, big tackles. I thought he was brilliant for them. Um, taking Bowden Barrett off as well was a strange one for me because even if a guy like Bowden Barrett is having a bad game, he can come up with something brilliant. Um, so I think they'll be questioned. I think they're going to be under immense pressure in New Zealand now. Do they make changes? What do Ireland do? Can some of these players go again for the third week in a row or will, will they make some changes? But uh, it's, uh, you know, they've got the Maori game now on Tuesday night, so it'll certainly give the whole squad a huge, huge lift and uh, they can be very proud of it. I think, um, of course, uh, I wonder, I just wonder what what the, the people who knock rugby in Ireland, I wonder what their excuses will be now. They'll come up with um, well, New Zealand were tired. New Zealand had a red card. The referee wasn't good to New Zealand. I, I'm kind of waiting for all those ones now, John. But I'll tell you one thing. It was a pleasure to be here, do the commentary and be part of this. And, and in a very small way tonight, it was just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal win for Ireland um, against all the odds. 
When you have wins like this, Quinny, everybody contributes. But Peter Mahoney, there was a moment when he, he kicked the ball with the outside of the boot and it found touch and they're going to make memes out of it. It was a mountainous performance from Peter Mahoney this evening. Yeah, it was. It was. I thought Caelan Doris was brilliant and Josh van der Fleer. As a unit, that back row yeah. worked incredibly hard. They were involved in a lot of big moments. I think at one stage there, you, you saw Peter Mahoney making a low tackle. Josh van der Fleer joining in with him, stripping the ball from Tuunga Fassi from a carry from him. Um, they're scrambling back. Jack Conan off the bench as well was was, uh, was, was incredible. Um, you know, so a little bit of noise in the background. Sorry, okay, they're, they're taking down all the cables and uh, the sound technicians here. But um, yeah, it was incredible. I just thought, you know, Ty Burns, some of the carries, um, you know, some of the runs, the tackles he made and uh, he found little pockets and holes in, in that all-black defence. And, you know, it was... You know, Andrew Porter, a loose head prop getting two tries. Sheehan was full of full of carries, furlong, you know, it was it was incredible. But you know, the big moments in the game, you had exactly what you want is your back row involved in those moments, you know, stripping ball, winning turnovers, making carries. Um, and as you say, Peter Romani's kick, that kind of summed it up, didn't it? Yeah, and also the knives are now out for Ian Foster. Sam Whitelock was missing today. New Zealand are the team now under pressure for this final test. Yeah, they are under pressure and the, the reaction here and I think in New Zealand will be immense. I think they'll get a lot of criticism. They don't take to losing. They don't lose too often here in New Zealand. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on them now. And um, But look, when they look back in the game, there's lots of things went wrong for them and, and mistakes and errors. So similar to Ireland last week, I think they can fix some of those issues. But just to, to see the, the confidence and composure for, from Ireland was was really impressive. They didn't panic at any stage and they kept going and they dealt with a lot of, I suppose, um, a lot of pressure this week in trying to find a performance. And they did. Um, it's it's just incredible. It's incredible. It's still hard to believe. Uh, but Ian Foster is going to be under pressure and there's going to be a lot of question marks now. But, you know, if they bounce back next week and beat Ireland well and win the series, um, you know, he may ride out the storm. Well, Andy Farrell, Paul O'Connell, all the coaching team, they know how to get the Ireland players' heads right. I think that's huge. Yeah, but as in, absolutely, I think. But there's enough of senior players in the squad as yeah. well. And um, I think they've, you know, they've probably, uh, you know, spoken about it all week. And, and it's exactly the week you want your senior players to speak up and talk up and, and have positive vibes and positive kind of sound bites throughout the week. So, you know, I said it, and it's, it's incredible, John, you sense these things a little bit. I didn't think Ireland would win. I, I'm not saying now that I said they'd win, but I really, I said it to you yesterday on Newstalk Breakfast that I, I really thought Ireland would be a lot better and if they were in the game in the 50th, 60th minutes that um, they had a great chance of winning the game. I think the way it transpired with the red card and the yellow cards and stuff, it's a uh, psychological, big psychological blows for New Zealand. And Ireland capitalised. They had the confidence and the belief to come out in that second half and, and really play rugby and, uh, you know, run brilliant lines and, 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 and still come up with big defensive moments as well. Would you like to see any difference in tactics or personnel for this uh, th- the final test in Wellington? Look, like he's not going to want to change the team um, unless there's injuries. We'll have to see what happens with Sexton or Ringrose, but it'll probably be more the same. I don't know, John. I think it's too early now yeah. to think about it, um, to look at the squad and, and see. Um, it depends how they front up. I, I think they'll want to go again. 
most of the players and it depends on the bangs and knocks is there an argument to start Joey Carberry now and put him out there and um, or do they say we got to pick we have to pick our best team because we, maybe we win a series we want more so it depends um, and it depends on the injury that the knock that Sexton took I think he'd have been frustrated but um, I'm not sure there'll be many changes either way I think it just depends on, on, on injuries um, do you go now after your level in the series and win it and, and make some changes and really freshen things up it depends um, I think you know they'll have to sit down and look at that I'm not sure um, yeah. who do you bring in um, do you throw someone like Gavin Coombs in do you bring in Carberry um, do you put Jimmy O'Brien in the wing I don't know it's uh, it's um, it's a it's a tricky one. Tom O'Toole, does he come in for Furlong? You know, does Finley Bealham start? There's a couple of things you can do, but I still think he'll want to go as strong as he can. There's an opportunity here, and I think it's going to be um, uh, a special week for him, really. Um, they won't want to let themselves down, but they'll know themselves. I guarantee you they're speaking in a dressing room after this game, saying, keep our heads down now. We're going to get an angry reaction next week. So that's the challenge now mentally and physically how they prepare and, and how they deal with that challenge and reaction from New Zealand um, whether we have the consistency to win the World Cup is uh, questionable Quinny but on our day we can beat anybody and we beat the All Blacks last November we beat England at Twickenham we've now won our first ever game on New Zealand soil these uh, victories accumulate and they give confidence and they infuse a belief in players it does yeah you look you still uh, the World Cup will still be uh, a stick that'll be used to beat them until they get past the quarterfinal and that is fair enough they've got to take that on the chin um, if they get out of the group next year they've South Africa and Scotland in there um, Scotland are not going to roll over but if they get out they're either playing New Zealand or France in the quarterfinal so um, who knows um, but victories like this is certainly uh, grow their belief and strength and character and the resilience that they need but you never know in sport. Um, it's still going to be incredibly difficult. We've been at World Cups before where we, there's been a, an opportunity to play um, a, a, you know, a team in a quarterfinal that you'd fancy Ireland to win. It happened in 15 with Argentina. It happened in 11 with Wales. Um, you know, in 19, they were beaten by New Zealand. But So it's going to be very difficult. But they can't take it away from the players. You know, four times in the last six games, John. It's incredible. You know, it has gone on for, I think, 111 years that we hadn't beaten them. Um, and these players have, have have done it four times. It's just incredible. So it's, uh, you know, New Zealand spoke Ireland up last week and they've backed up their talk now, um, uh, you know, backed up that standing um, that they are a very good side and on their day they can deliver. But um, the challenge is trying to keep the squad together, bring some true through some more young players and, and uh, go to that World Cup next year with, uh, and deliver there. That's the, that's the challenge for them now. But look, that's yeah. 14 or 15 months away, I think. They have to enjoy this now, you know what I mean? Somebody gave out to me already when I said, oh God, you've got to think of next week now, get your heads right. You know, one of the New Zealand cameraman crew that works was working with us here, and he said, just enjoy tonight. It's an incredible win. And it, it kind of hit home that the players have to enjoy this. It, it's a very, very special moment. There's lots of great players. There's Lions teams that have come here and, um, you know, lots of great teams over the years. And uh, you think of England in 2003 when they won in Wellington um, a test against New Zealand. And uh, at one stage, they had 13 players on the field, England. They won that, they won that series. They won that match in Wellington. I think of it, thinking back to that, I went to the World Cup in 03. England went on and won a World Cup. I'm not saying we're going to go and win a World Cup. But 
that was a really important kind of part of of that team's journey. And uh, but I do think we need to find more younger players to come into this team and um, strengthen the bench and, and strengthen the player, even get more depth when you're not just 23, but up to 30 players, 35 players who can seamlessly transition into the team. But yeah, um, that's a challenge for Andy Farrell. And, uh, you know, the Murray game on, on Tuesday night is an opportunity now. I'm, I'm sure they're going to feel good about themselves and um, the whole squad. But I think the team that goes out against the Maoris now on Tuesday night in Wellington, um, they'll really want to get a performance. And that that'll benefit the whole squad for the week. Um, they, they were, you know, well beaten in that first game that first Murray game. So it's an opportunity for them. Yeah. And I think if we had in the Murray game, John, there probably would be wholesale changes and they'd throw, throw caution to the win. But there's a chance of winning a series now. And I, I just sense from Andy Farrell's body language after the game that that's, his mindset has gone straight onto that now. You'll have to find the nearest party in Dunedin, Quinny. Uh, we might have one tonight, John. Uh, definitely. But... Uh, I just think it's it's uh, it's it's a lovely situation. There was some great uh, great support here in Dunedin tonight. Lots of people come in from Australia. Loads of people over from Ireland as well, and it's it's phenomenal. Um, so special night, John. A special night for sure. And uh, we might have a little tip later on. Do Quinny enjoy it and chat during the week? Thanks so much. Thanks, John. My pleasure. On off the ball with Vodafone, official sponsors of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.